Hello and welcome to the Poplar PropCast. I'm Justin Libernet, your host, here to remind you that you can get all of your property management needs fulfilled with Poplar Homes. You can reach us at poplar.homes slash pod, that's slash P-O-D. We are your zero-fuss property management solution. And at that link, you can get a free rent estimate and find out more about our services, which include rent guarantees and eviction coverage. Again, that's at poplar.homes slash pod, poplar.homes slash P-O-D. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Poplar PropCast. Today, we're going to be talking to a former property manager who went through and had a company and then eventually sold it to us, which worked out well for us. I'd like you all to welcome Michael Lee to the PropCast. Michael, thank you for being with us today. Hi, Justin. Good to be here. (laughs) Hi, Michael. So I will disclose that we are coworkers at this point, but we want to bring Michael on and let you guys hear from him so that you know what kind of a process it is for an onboarding of a property management company. So let's go a little bit back. And Michael, if you'd be so kind as to give us kind of your run up to property management, because I know that that's not where you started. It's not your degree. So if you'll lead us in on that story, that'd be great. Yeah. So my background, I actually come from the the, the tech field here, right? So I started my career out. I was basically an electrical engineer out at Dell Computers. Um, and it, my my journey all throughout tech here, I, I've been, I was in tech for about close to 15 years before I bought my first property management, not first, but my, this property management company, um, was about seven years ago. Um, it was just an interesting story here. It's just that after 15 plus years in tech, I kind of got burnt out, right? So I kind of was thinking about what my next steps were going to be. Um, my family- were you in tech, were you working the super long hours? Like you were- Oh yeah. Got crunch it, yeah. time, coding all night, yeah, meetings all day. It's, you know, 12, 15 hour days too. Plus I was managing, you know, various teams in various parts of the world too. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all, mm. all all hours of the day here, but um, so you know you eventually get burned out here. Um, so that's exactly what happened to me here. So, kind of was thinking about my next steps here. Um, yeah, my my family has actually my parents at that time, right right when I was thinking about my next steps here, um, they they actually retired and, and bought property out there in uh, Louisiana. So, uh, they 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 bought a couple of residential homes here, and the the plan was eventually uh, that we all meet up in Seattle. So, so, uh, during that time, that's, like I said, I was thinking of what my next steps were. So wait, they had properties in Louisiana and Seattle? No, no, just, just, just in Louisiana. Um, and, but, but uh, the reason why I, I wanted to move to Seattle, my wife's, her dream was to move to Seattle here. So, um, during tech here, actually, uh, I started in Austin, Texas. Then we moved to Sao Paulo, Brazil, from Sao Paulo, Brazil oh, to Chicago, <laughs> from Chicago to San Francisco, San Francisco to San Diego, all within five years. So, um, so yeah, my wife basically said, "Stop this! Uh, it's not my turn. I want to move to Seattle." <laughs> so, so well, I, in uh, all of those places, were you renting? So you rented for five years in different places, or were you buying, selling, buying, no, selling? No, no, just just renting here. So everywhere, um, and so eventually, um, yeah. So I, I kind of felt sorry for her. This is with our. At that, when we moved to Brazil, our daughter was two months old. So, <laughs> with uh, with an infant in here, so we we're moving all this. So, needless to say, she 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 was also burnt out too. So, um, does, so she have, does she speak Portuguese? 
No, no, I barely no. did too. So. <laughs> uh, it was an interesting time here. Yeah, we we could hold, we could probably have a whole different podcast about that. So, but uh, but yeah, so I so I I said okay, it's it's your turn here. So we'll move to the city that she wanted, and it was Seattle. So my brother too is actually uh, we all we all want to eventually end up in the same area here. So we all decided Seattle would be great. My brother's actually here too as well uh, in the high tech field too. But as I was looking for what type of uh, the next chapter in my life here, uh, actually, I, I subscribe to, uh, there's a, there's a site called biz by sell. So one of my things was ultimately to own my own business here. So, um, and I remember checking that box real estate, right? So, and this property yeah. management company popped up. That, um, that, uh, that biz by sell, they work and they just, they act as a business broker, right? So they'll yeah. find you any kind of business that's kind of out there and go, uh, here are your options. Yeah, it's kind of like the Redfin of uh, businesses, right? So you just put your filters in there. Yeah, you get notifications of uh, whatever you you subscribe to here. And like like I said, actually, there was you know, I, my dream was to open a restaurant. I actually opened a franchise, but my God, after you after you run the numbers there, you know, you're barely making five percent margins at the end of the day. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think the best move I've heard for if you're gonna run a business, mm-hmm. make sure that you have the building an extra space in the building to rent out yeah. because then the property will fund your passion of having it, it, business exactly. inside of it. Like yeah, the, just the, just running and renting one of those. It's, it's rough. No, rough, rough from all the and, numbers I've seen. And you know, when you, yeah, own, so, yeah, if you run a, your own business or uh, especially a restaurant, you're in there by yourself too, for 12, 15 hours too. And that's exactly why I want to get out of that, that, that type of scenario here. So, but yeah, so, so this, this thing popped up, the property management company, um, that, that, that came on my radar here. I sent, sent the email. I got that kind of piqued my interest here, and I was actually in, still in San Diego at that time. So I called the broker up, and he said basically, the the owner uh, she was retiring. Um, she had no children, um, so she was going to. Uh, she had no one to hand it off to, so she wanted to sell it. She actually was in the middle of um, selling it to another uh, a buyer, and the, and I called the broker, and he said. I'm sorry, but they, you know, she's in the middle of selling it. And I just, I went off. I said, let me fly out there. Let me talk to her. Let's see what happens here. So I actually flew out the next day out to Seattle there and, and met with the, the seller. And we talk, got to talking. It was a couple hours and eventually we just got along so well. And um, Wait, I, got, I got two questions that we got to cover on that. Uh-huh. One is prior to this, had you, do you have any property management experience at this point? No, no, just my parents. My parents have, you know, they're, they're managing their properties done by themselves, right? So, yeah, um, but, but your, your parents doing it and you doing it. <laughs> different. <laughs> so, the ultimate goal, like, uh, the point was basically so, you know, we, we were talking about it. So, this popped up actually. So, there was a lot of conversations internally with my family. So, I was, I said, let me try to get this property company, property management company here. You, you sell all it. The plan was them to sell their property fly to Seattle and then use that money to buy additional property. And then I will manage it uh, mm-hmm. under my okay. property management uh, umbrella. My brother too wanted to invest in real estate as well. Um, but so that was the plan. We flew out there and then, uh, well, I flew out there and, and talked with that, the seller. And, and, you know, like I said, we, we got along really well. She, we got along so well that, um, um, you know, she, one, one of her main concerns was, you know, keep, making sure that all of her employees, she, she owned this business for over 25 years at that point, right? So she had a very long-term employees. So she wanted to make sure they were taking care of uh, her customers, her owners. You know, some of them were with her for 20 plus years. 
And the third yeah. requirement was she wanted um, to be part of it too for X amount of months, right? Um, gotcha. Yeah, like a role. Yeah, so she kind of wanted to slowly retire. So, and I agreed to all the terms, and and that's she immediately dropped off the other seller, and you know I put my earnest money down, and the rest is history, right? So, um, yeah. So let's let's talk about that piece a little bit because you're in you're in two sides of the selling selling of the same company now. So in the conversations that I've had with other property managers who transition a company, quite often you're right. It's kids come in and run it because they've been, you know, knee high to a grasshopper in the company. And then you'll also have somebody in the company that's almost like a lieutenant to them. And they'll do owner financing or help them get a loan and find a way for them to take it over. So there's this cohesive transfer. So if she has this staff already, why do you think it was that she was ready to go to an outside person? Was that, was there nobody in her company at that point that was wanted to do it or was that kind of a space? Yeah, that's, that, that's correct there. So yeah, she just didn't have anyone internally that's, that was willing to step up and purchase it. So um, this gotcha. is why she went out with her broker. She wanted to actually gotcha. have a substantial amount, amount in cash too up front as well. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so that was a big <laughs> part of it actually. And so, yeah, you know, after 15 years of investing in tech and we're you know, I, I, basically life savings went into this company. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's, so a quick note on that uh, for the listeners, this is something that has just started to come up in the last year or so. I'm not sure how long this instrument's been available, but there are a couple of banks that are now doing property management acquisition loans where they'll look at the books of the company. And so there's a lot more opportunity for somebody inside of the org to take over through that loan instrument. Um, there's there's a same bunch of hurdles to jump through as you would with a normal sale, plus the financing, but that's something that exists now as well too. So, um, okay, so you take this over, you're in Seattle. When did you leave your tech job? I actually left it uh, a couple months before that. And so this I, I dedicated... Uh, I think it was two, two or three months of really focusing on trying to find the next business, right? So I had a lot of, not not the exact route my wife wanted me to do. She kind of wanted me to do it in parallel, but it's just, you know, like I said, back in tech, you're working 12, 15 hours a day. So you got yeah. barely have time um, to dedicate. I mean, it, it took a good two, three months of just yeah. dedicated searching, right? To find out, and, you know, not only that, you have to, you know, you get the financial, do you do due diligence, you know, yeah, my lawyer, my accountants would have to review their numbers as well. So it, it was a long, arduous process. So, but yeah, so that's, that's, so let's, that. let's, let's sit in that for a minute too. So when you started the process, you went out and got a lawyer, you got an accountant, you got a business broker and through all of them, they were all looking at the deal, checking the numbers, exactly. checking the financials. Okay. And then for, for your main capital for this, did you have any um, property or additional uh, funding from family, or was it all from your previous tech career and kind of that space? Exactly, pure cash. Thanks, <laughs> buy it. <laughs> okay, so at this point, what do you do about licenses and brokers and all that? Was she so, staying on to help facilitate it, that exactly. kind of switch? Exactly. So she, she wanted to stay on board, anyways. Uh, so and I, and I needed a designated broker, and uh, in the state of Washington. Um, it's not like a real estate license where you can just, you know, study, take a test and you get it. You actually have to be, I forget it now. I should, should not have forgot this, but it's about two, I think two, three years uh, before you can actually be a designated broker here. Right. So you have to be a management broker, then a designated broker. So, um, 
it, it's it worked out very well. Uh, otherwise, I would have to um, uh, search for another designated broker here to, yeah. to hire them. But yeah, so she, she was willing to stay on board. Um, um, and then the plan was for me to eventually, um, well, I already, I was I already got licensed at that point and then, um, eventually get my managing broker license, designated broker, and then she would basically, uh, move on. So, so did you get your broker? Uh, no, I got just a regular license. And then, so part, so that I guess that's the next phase of this uh, project here at that point, um, you know, in the state of Washington, landlord tenant laws change very frequently, very frequently here. And then on top of that, um, me being the business owner, dealing with uh, owners, tenants, uh, whatnot here, it was a, a shock to me coming from the tech world, right? So, you know, tech really kind of hide behind the computer screen right here, right? Um, and then I got thrown in um, and dealing, dealing with, um, you know, just real customer issues. And when, when people call you on the phone, they're not calling you to say, Hey, you're doing a great job. It's usually yeah. something very bad. Right. So uh, <laughs> yeah. just my, my, my customer service skills was uh, uh, lacking to say the least here. So, so that at that point I kind of wanted to reach out and, and find someone more experienced in this industry. Right. And so uh, the, the, the seller, the designated broker here, she, she knew of, of a couple people, reached out and I interviewed a couple of them. And, uh, this is where, um, my, my, um, eventual second business, but we'll get to that later, but yeah, my eventual business partner for the, for the other company, but she came on board. Um, she, she was in the industry at that point, I think 20 plus years at a different the property management company. And I recruited her to be, uh, yeah. So to join me. Yeah. The longevity in the industry is, is, is always somewhat surprising to me. And I think that's because I know, enough realtors and more realtors and property managers, but realtors that get into it and kind of do it as a secondary um, and do it for a while and then kind of fade out. And then there's the realtors that do it and it is their life. Yeah. Right. And so I guess a lot of the property managers tend to fall into that second bucket of licensed individual where it is their life is the properties and the people that are in them. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know, once you get to a certain number of doors here, I mean, that's, it's a nice uh, recurring revenue, um, um, you know, and it, 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 it kind of, a lot of people start off to as kind of a, a um, sales, sales, sales agent too. And then somehow ended up managing properties with the hopes of uh, eventually selling it for, for the owner. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's, 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 it's an, and the turnover rate for property management owners, if you're doing a great job, it's, it's a long-term uh, commitment here. We yeah. we joke around with sales is more of a quick, you know, kind of one that one thing and you're done with it. But property management, you're basically married to the to, yeah. the, to your clients <laughs> at that point because you know just you know we we usually have. I like I said when I when I bought the company, there are some owners that you know she had them for ten plus years, right? And um, so it's and there's some tenants that that have been there with them for ten plus years as well too. So it is a long term um, type of industry here. So it's. Um, yeah. So um, when you're looking at something that that's that's that long term, and then you're looking at owners that are with different property management or managing on their own, how do you convince owners to bring their portfolio to you from another property management company or from self management or family management? Yeah. So it's 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 a hard thing. Usually when they come to us, uh, something bad happened with the previous other um, um, property management company. They had a bad phone call. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, with, with real estate, especially with property management, it's built completely on trust, right? And so 
the minute you lose trust here, um, I mean, you're you're managing probably actually, yeah, most likely the largest investment in any in, in your client's uh, portfolio, right? So it's yeah, you know, here in Seattle, this could be millions of dollars, right? So, um, yeah. you know, one small mistake, like I said, it's uh, built all on trust, and so this, you know, you have to be on top of your game here, and especially with communications, right? So a lot of times, right. um, you know, the the main complaint I heard from um, clients that um, basically fire their property managers because of communication. They haven't heard from them. They're asking for, you know, where's my rent? And it takes days for them to get response back. So yeah, that's, that's, that's basically what I hear a lot here. And, and you know, like I said, yeah, you, you, you have to be almost running on hundred percent, you know, um, to, yeah. so that you don't lose that trust. So coming from the tech world into the property management world, what kind of platforms and systems did they have in place when you came on board? And did you just kind of stay with the systems they had or were you able to do anything with them? Oh God, 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 this, <laughs> this, so she, this owner, uh, I was shocked when I walked into the office, it, it was based, I'm, I'm not kidding you that I don't, maybe 20, 30 file cabinets, about five feet tall, just full of documents. Right. Um, yeah. She, her tech, um, was basically she, all she had is, uh, there's a software called Promise. Uh, it, it was DOS based. Uh, oh God! And oh, wow. everything was paper based. So uh, when she um, uh, when she found a tenant, um, she would actually have them come into the office, right? Uh, print out the lease agreement and literally sit down uh, uh, with the tenant, uh, future tenant, and go page by page explaining the lease agreement, right? Um, and so yeah. this, this process took anywhere an hour to two hours, right? And eventually they so would hand. So about what year? This was what year? Uh, this is seven, eight years ago was when I bought that company. Okay. And so. Okay. So, so 2014, 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she, <laughs> she, okay. yeah, she, she would, she would write. So uh, sign existed. <laughs> yeah. So she, manual signing as well, uh, as well as people would write, have to write checks. Right. So it's. It's quite interesting. Um, you know, we uh, our office was in the in the university area here in Seattle, so you have students, and they would they would come with their checkbook, but they wouldn't know how to write a check. <laughs> so, oh, so we would have to, so we would have to teach them how to write checks. So, regardless, at this point, you know, I'm just sitting there. You know, we we I didn't want to change too much the process, right? Because it's a, it was a profitable company, so I didn't want to make too many waves just yet. But yeah. in the background, coming from the tech, I just <laughs> I, I sat and observed it for about the. I think the next two, three months, eventually I was, I had it, you know, we need to make changes here. This is where we migrated to, um, at Folio. So, okay. um, and that's pretty much where, you know, the first step into, uh, you know, putting tech into work here. So, you know, a lot, a lot of the, uh, you know, I would call these old school quote unquote property management companies. There are a lot of, um, processes that are still done very manually, right. You know, whereas, you know, yeah. Um, there's a lot that advanced from tech that could help a lot, right? So um, there's a lot of automation. Yeah. That, that, there's, that, the, there's the call-in, writing notes, calling a vendor, writing more notes, calling back the tenant, seeing for time. Like that That back and forth stuff is very classic. Oh, God. And and yeah, so once, and and the terrible part is that, you know, once we signed a lease agreement, we would have to take the lease agreement, make a photocopy it, give one to the tenant. Oh to the file cabinet <laughs> and, fi and if we we'd have people that misfile it and of course 
I, at that point, you would never find the least reimagined. So it was, yeah, it was painful, so to say the least here. But yeah, yeah. once once we migrated to Appfolio, um, you know, listeners of this podcast, you know, there's this it's a property management software um, company uh, platform, and you know, uh, you know, you can digitize your leases, have them, uh, you know sign it uh, online as well as, and most importantly, uh, the tenants love this part. They have their own portal to pay rent um, via the portal yeah. here, as opposed to writing and sending a check-in. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the things that I've noticed for the platforms too, is as a renter, you do often have that ability to pay with credit card for a convenience fee. And with the way that some people handle budgets, that can be dangerous, but with the way that it's convenient and you get points. It can be great. Uh, there was a period of time where mortgages, uh, American, you could pay a mortgage with American Express if you had the right lender. Um, and it was all about the points, right? It was all about that transaction fee for the credit card. It was about the points for a lot of the people doing it. But uh, it, being able to pay rent that way is it's sometimes people feel safer with that than with giving out their bank information. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we it was a very low percentage. Yeah, I certainly see that's... Uh... Some some tenants find that advantageous, but uh, but yeah, yeah, very convenient for them. Appfolio yeah, offers a lot of different payments. They actually offer, I think maybe we have one family that did this, but you can actually pay your rent via cash at a, at a local Seven Eleven. Um, oh, is that uh, Whips Walk In Payment Service? Like yeah, they have it at yeah, Walmart yeah. too. Yeah, we I, have I like a control number. Yeah, so that's something I've seen offered. Um, American Homes for Rent and a couple other companies have a, the same kind of thing, and it's just called Walk In Payment Service. Um, and there, there's Walmart locations, there's uh, Western Union locations. I think 7-Eleven has them. There's like a network of different places to just turn cash into a payment. Yeah, yeah. At, you know, at one point, you know, I think we had one, yeah, one family that just walked in literally with two thousand dollars in, you know, in cash, and I just, <laughs> I just didn't want to uh, uh, you know, carry that risk or liability. So I just, I, I was thinking you to a place with a money order. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> So I'm glad that they, they offer that service. So, but um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a it was such a great relief at that point there. Uh, once we transferred over to Folio, uh, specifically, like I said, um, um, the the online portal for our tenants and also actually for our owners too, right? So they they had their own portal, yeah. so they can look at their owner statements yeah. as well. So what's so there's a big difference there too because for your owners you're not only providing like income statements but you're also providing stuff that they need for taxes yep. and you're balancing out the vendor costs and expenses that they've approved. So how was she doing that before you switched to a digital resource? Yeah, so, so Promise actually had that uh, system in there too. So you could actually it would print out a PDF document and we would literally just email it, um, you know, manually. Gotcha. Okay. So whereas with uh, with Appfolio, it would you know. I, you know, eventually with a push of button, it'll generate the, the owner statement and email the owner that it's ready to, to view here. Yeah. Okay. So then eventually you get a partner. So how's, how's, what made you decide to bring on a second person? That was mostly the broker license. Side yeah. Well, well, more so for the experience here to help me offload the, I really, the, the main focus was for me to, I really wanted to focus on the tech side and let her kind of be the, the 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 customer side facing of the of the business Chase. here while I focus yeah um, that didn't quite work out because still as a business owner you it's just you, you know there's you're the marketing guy you're the you, you're the you know the customer service as well vendors I was actually taking pictures too so you know <clears throat> we would have um, homeowners take pictures but 
oh, it was just the pictures were like in a dark room or they would literally take a picture of the toilet, but not the whole bathroom. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was, I think as a property manager, you kind of always have to be able to do everything because you're yeah. going to be, uh, you're going to be soft maintenance. You're going to be doing turns. You're going to be cleaning. You're going to mm -hmm. be taking pictures. You're going to be doing accounting. It's, oh, there's so much to do all the time. It is. And you, there's so many hats you have to wear too. So, you know, there's, if I had an hour to spend on the tech side, I, it, I was, I was lucky to have that here. So, but, but yeah, so I brought on, um, 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 this this part eventual business part to help with that here um and it was it was it was so grateful i was so grateful too because like i said you, you know just 20 years in the industry she she just knew a lot about it right so there's a lot of yeah um a lot of good advice too I, I learned from her so so then you guys are now cruising along you're on appfolio she's the face you get a little bit more time in tech when did the conversation come up about next steps? Like where you go with the company, yeah, how long so, you keep it, what your end goals are? Yeah, at that point, we had about 300 doors. Um, uh, my goal was to eventually get to 1,000, uh, just just a goal that I wanted to hit. Yeah. Um, so we actually hired uh, um, um, a company. We, we Since I didn't have much time to focus on it, we hired a um an online SEO slash property management company, uh, marketing company, and they handled our our um, our SEO, our our online advertising budget as well as well as our reputation. So they would they would um, manage all marketing aspects of, of of our company here, and we were doing fairly well actually, um, just from lead generation for for the Google AdWords and Facebook ads, um, but it was still you know we were gaining maybe one two doors you know every month um um and it was just too slow for me here so it'll take that'll take a little while to get to a thousand doors exactly <laughs> so you know you do the math here you know it's 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 it just wasn't at the rate that i wanted to um right around this time um um my business partner uh knew another person that was thinking about retiring um so she she did a lot of the uh, there's a company called one of the largest uh, real estate company here called John L. Scott. She handled their property management division, and she had about um, right around three four hundred doors at that time. So you know, kind of how do I jumpstart to getting to a thousand very quickly here? So you know, we approached her, and you know, kind of it took about I don't know two three months of just constant just kind of figure out what she wanted to do. And so I, I, one of these lunches that we went with, I kind of proposed, Hey, what about partnering here? I know, we know you want to retire eventually. Um, so this is probably let's, let's create a path of, uh, you know, an exit plan for you here. So, and I get to get my, that much closer to my thousand doors. Right. And so, um, after so you and months, your partner are making an exit plan for another company's primary. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, okay. so we, you know, eventually she, you know, a couple, couple months later, eventually we agreed to, uh, to it. And so we, uh, signed the paperwork here and now we became one company here with, uh, with roughly around 600 doors here. So it's, uh, me, my business partner and her, we're basically three, three, gotcha. three partners in, in this company here. So, yeah. Okay. And, and, the and then that they, they were running, yeah, they were running at Folio. So we were running at Folio. So basically you know, just quickly merging. So yeah. the tech stack was pretty fairly simple to uh, transition to. Yeah.
Yeah. Okay. So at that point, there's there's three of you. You've got six hundred doors. You've got a bigger staff now too, and you're 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 still shooting for a thousand. We uh, are. How, we were, like, yeah. how long are you guys together as the trio before um, your next transition? So we we well, worry. So actually, so during this phase, we we wanted to build up our real estate sales side too as well. Um, the and then the, the two would manage the the property management, and I would focus on recruiting sales. Um, so that was about a year into this uh, merger. Um, the hope was to kind of have a real estate sales division um, to grow, but it's just it was what's harder about getting owners, uh, property management owners, was actually recruiting sales agents. Uh, what I found out, right? Um, yeah, we I, we tried that for about I don't know six six eight months here, and I eventually we just eventually gave up at that point. Um, and I at that at the same time I was still focusing more on the tech side too. So there was a lot of automation stuff that I eventually started working towards too. Um, um, but it, it wasn't we weren't really focusing on leveraging tech at that point because um, I think I was. I would, like I said, we were focused on sales. Yeah, you're stuff. focused on sales and recruiting yeah. people and kind of setting yeah, it up. Yeah, do all that stuff. And so we, I kind of, we, I kind of nixed that idea after not really succeeding at it and wanted to focus more on the tech side of stuff again. Um, like I said, in, in property management, it's it's a it's it's basically a very rep- repetitious um, operational uh, business, right? Things tend to repeat. You know, you market, uh, you accept applications, you show. Yeah, I'm sure you show, you accept applications, you choose an applicant, yeah, uh, do the moving report, and you know, and and rinse and repeat, right? Over rinse and, and over. repeat. Yeah. So ninety percent is ad infinitum. Just keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. So that just cries of automation, right? So you know, you know, everything was done manually here, right? And so, so th- that's where I started focusing on here. Um, but then again, uh, you know, as as a business owner, <laughs> you know, uh. It, it, you just wear so many hats. I could not dedicate it. You know, again, I couldn't dedicate enough time to complete that. Yeah. So, so at this point, with the three of you, the six hundred doors are has your life settled down to where you wanted it, or were you still working more hours, or had you gotten the balance you were chasing? Um, we, I wouldn't say it. The 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 work reduced. Um, it it it, it was still a lot of work, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, the, 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 and that's where I kind of wanted automation here, right? I wanted not so much to reduce my workload. I was kind of happy with, with, with the amount of work I was putting into it, but I wanted to do more without hiring more people to say, right. Or adding more resources that, and that's where automation comes in. Right. So, um, one of the things that, uh, what I found out is basically, uh, uh, uh with the manual processes, uh, in place and when any typical property management company, one property manager could probably deal with anywhere between 90 to 100 doors on average. That's the max, right? Yeah. Um, and so, what as long as they're geographically close, once they exactly. start spreading out too much, yeah. then you have so, to manage more vendors and chase more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we actually have property managers. We had at that point, I think, four property managers, and we, we would each were dedicated to a particular region here. But, and so, um, Right around the 90 to 100 part is where things start falling apart and things start being forgotten. You know, you know, I forgot to respond to an email. So just uh, very manual processes uh, will cause this inefficiencies. So that's where I kind of wanted to focus on tech. Um, I calculated, you know, if we can automate a lot of stuff, you can double their throughput. So 
um, from 90 to about maybe 200 doors. They could probably, with all the backend stuff, um, um, being automated. Um, but like I said, um, I tried, but I couldn't get to that point. And this is where now at this point, I think we were, what is it, about a third year in, I think, um, with John L. Scott at that point. Um, and this is where, what was it? I think this is the beginning of COVID, I think. So, uh, oh, so right around like no, 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 2020 actually, no, no, no. when everybody's freaking out. No, no, no. This is 2019 actually is when now, now when during COVID is when, um, when I started talking to Poplar pretty deeply, but maybe a year before that, in 2019, I think, or so a year and a half before where now my business partner now was a little bit more serious about trying to retire. Right. So, so, okay. and, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, I, I got to the point where I'm like, I, I, I just really want, I wasn't happy with, with where I was in terms of, uh, you know, using my tech background, um, and applying it to a property management company here. And, um, this is at a point where I think Poplar Homes reached out to us, um, uh, kind of, Gotcha. They came a knock and said, you they, guys yeah. are, you guys are big enough. We noticed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that I kind of, I looked at it, um, briefly talked about it with my business partners and, uh, we kind of, um, just filed it away. <laughs> so, um, and I think after, after a couple more months, uh, my business partner actually even more serious was talking about trying to figure out, try to get the exit plan. Right. And, and at that point, you know, I'm just thinking where, how, how, what, what, what are my next steps here? So, you know, kind of, you know, then I thought about this, this uh, popular email that came up again. So I brought it up again and I reached out and I just, just to uh, find out what, what, what they were going to offer or what their proposal was. Right. And yeah. so that's, that's kind it of how it never hurts to find out what's on the table. Exactly. So, you know, we, you know, we, there was, you know, we were thinking about, um, eventually buying the partner out. Uh, there's a, there a couple of scenarios here. So like I said, might as well throw everything on the table here. So we reached out and, you know, um, so that, that, that initiated the, the initial discussions with Poplar at, at that, I think back then they were called one rent. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was, there was a rebranding of Poplar homes, uh, from one rent to Poplar homes in 2021 around, July, August is when that kind of happened. So yeah, that was that was right around uh, then that they switched. But when you were dealing with them at first, they were still one rent. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so, so they the, come uh, in, they put it on the table. You guys keep thinking about this, and it's mostly because is this your third partner or your original partner that was looking for an exit? Uh, the third, uh, the third partner. Gotcha. The, yeah. When you came into John L. Scott. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so she wants out. You're looking at the numbers. You're talking to Poplar now. What happens next? So there, at that at that point, where there's a couple of documents they requested. Um, so basically, you know, I was uh, to be very frank. I'm like, how much you're going to give me for that my company, right? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. they. Yeah, so, That's fair. So, that, right. So uh, show me the money is basically you know what I said. So you know, they they requested a couple of of course you know we we you know we signed a uh, non disclosure. Um, and then at that point they asked various account, uh, financials and we provided it, um, and they came back with a number. Right. And so, uh, we did, uh, the three of us, uh, really talked really in depth about it. Um, 
liked the number. Uh, it worked out for us. And so we went to step two, right? Which is uh, due diligence at that point. Um, and so, so after the NDA and you're sending stuff back and forth, are, are you under a letter of interest yet? Or has that happened before due yes. diligence? So, so that when the, so that happens before, uh, before due diligence. Yeah. So, um, so they offer, they offer the, uh, the letter of interest. We, like I said, we discussed about it and we signed it. And then that, then due, due diligence occurs at that point. So a lot more documents, uh, of course, was, uh, uh, was at that point. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, at that point, this is where we got, uh, we have we we have a very awesome bookkeeper and 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 CPA accounting and then um, uh, a, a lawyer at that point we we got our lawyer involved as well too so um, okay and then you're starting to frame this up and you're starting to look at what's going to happen with the transition and the switch what what kind of a timeline were you at from hey let's go under an NDA to hey we're we're to the close like how long of a period is that oh gosh this so this 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 i i don't know so this, my my case was a little unique here um in that uh my my third during these negotiations um my business partner actually uh caught covid uh and i don't know if you knew this justin uh she actually uh during the middle of these discussions she actually was rushed to the hospital um so I don't know if you no, want to. That's that. so, no, that's so, yeah. So she and it, and and, and uh, she was there for a long time, and eventually she passed away during these discussions. So oh um, man, I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't know that she passed. Yeah. So so this obviously threw a big wrench in, and, and it delayed it here. But I think we were supposed to close uh, back in October of um um of last year, but it got delayed uh, to December, right? So. Um, but yeah, so the, um, you know, I, I I can't tell you the real number of actually how the, all the delay was on our side, obviously. So it, you know, our lawyer got involved and basically had to, you know, do a bunch of stuff so to transfer to her husband, and thankfully he was on board with everything. And so, so once everything from the from the transfer of the estate sale uh, was established, everything went smoothly. So at that point, and then we closed on officially on December thirty first. Which and honestly was probably a better point to uh, sell because the financials were you know cut off right there and then we start fresh on yeah. January first. So clean so, year, yeah, clean clean year, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's you know, like the 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 process was fairly straightforward. They would Poplar came homes came in and they gave us a list of documents that we needed to provide exact ones and we just handed over to our CPA and our bookkeeper and check the boxes, right? Produce, produce, yeah. Produce. yeah. Just go down the, the road. So spoiler alert, you end up working for Poplar, but in the negotiations, at what point did you talk about like, Hey, what's going to happen with me and my coworker or my partner um, after the transition? Very good. Right. Point. What's going to happen yeah, to yeah, staff? Yeah. What's going to happen to CPA? Right. Yeah. So, so back to uh, my, uh, my during negotiating phase, I, you know, my with my background in tech here, am I um, wanting to use this tech to kind of really uh, make property management um, these manual processes a lot more efficient using tech? Um, this is where actually re, uh, one of part of this letter of intent is um, I really wanted to join the team here, right? So, um, but before doing that, I wanted to know who the team was. <laughs> so, so this is where 
uh, I, uh, uh, the, the, the Poplar team to set up a meeting with um, our CTA's na- name is Rico, um, Rico Mock. And so we set up a meeting quickly and we, we had a discussion here, kind of what, what I envisioned, uh, how property match uh, uh, should be headed towards. Rico had the exact same vision as well, right? And so, you know, we, we were all excited. We were talking this meeting here. And at that point, this is where, you know, I need to join you guys. I want to join you guys. So um, so this this is how I, I came aboard here that, you know, I really, my background is is I used to be a software developer, eventually became a product manager here. So, uh, and Rico was excited because there's rarely you find a tech guy that has a property management background. So, right. So I think it was it's a like, weird kind of, it's a, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see. I don't think I've ever. There's, there's very few of us, if, if if any else. I haven't met one, but, um, but um, but yeah. So you know, we like I said, we talked. Our visions um, aligned here, and so I was super excited. I and I immediately wanted to join as well. So that's that's how I came aboard. Um, the plan was obviously Michelle. Michelle was my business partner. She she would. Uh, basically sell her portion and, you know, stay on board for three months just to help transition and eventually just retire. Um, my, th- my other business partner was going to stay on board um, and basically be the, uh, you know, uh, the leader of our office here in Seattle with, with author. Yeah. And one of the main things that we really wanted to actually, um, and, uh, and we discussed this heavily with Poplar, where they were completely open and I loved ideas, but they, you know, keep all our employees as well. I mean, like I said, we, uh, you know, we, the three of us really, really care about our employees. I wanted to make sure they were taken care of. And, and absolutely they pop their home through very, yes, absolutely. They, they, they agreed to hundred percent here. So that's great. Yeah. So now you're one of us, Google gobble, one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed working with you so far and I'm looking forward to more stuff that we do together. Um, as we kind of come to a close on this, knowing what's coming in the future, what's the product at Poplar you're working on that's going to bring the most value to owners or the yes. most value to residents? Like what are you super excited to be working on on the tech side right now? So a lot, lot the, the, what I'm super excited about is, uh, like, as I stated earlier, property management is a very manual and repetitious process here, right? Um, uh, what our product uh, envisions to do in, uh, in the very near future is automate all that back back-end processes where, you know, in all reality, everyone involved in a property management company industry really hate this is, you know, basically sending email updates, doing renewals, signing lease agreements. What we as property managers uh, uh, really strive, you know, really, really excel at is actually engaging with the customers, right? So this is what we want to do. We want to talk with our owners, you know, kind of advise them, engage with them. It's a, it's a very much relationship industry, right? And so we want to focus on that side of stuff. The backend stuff is is really not involved with the customers at all. It's just the typical mundane and repetitious, boring part of property management here. So rents due in two days. Your rents late by two days. Exactly right. Please pay your rent here. Completed. Exactly. So you know, kind of filters and batteries. Right, and doing you know screening and you know all all this stuff and you know basically scheduling, making sure the vendor comes out. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just the part of the job that, you know, a lot of us hate doing. Um, so why not let technology handle that? Right. And so, and then you as the owner or, or property manager 
can focus on the business itself, which is you know getting more clients, making sure your tenants are happy, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Here, so this is what I'm most excited about. And um, and as I talk to um, you know, I've been talking to several other potential owners as well, and they're excited about this as well, right? So this was our ultimate dream: is that basically someone take care of all the boring stuff, and we do yeah. that, you know, quote unquote fun and interesting stuff, right? Which is really talking to the talking to owners and tenants. Robots for the win. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate our time together. Um, for our listeners, if you want to keep track of us and see what's going on, you can find us at poplar.homes slash pod uh, and bring your houses to us, bring your owners to us, bring your residents to us. We're happy to help make zero fuss property management a reality. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, Michael. Bye. You don't have to actually leave. <laughs>